Welcome to This Week in Brattleboro History. Brought to you by the Brattleboro Historical Society and the Brattleboro Area Middle School. In March of 1936, the Connecticut River rose to the highest water level ever recorded in Brattleboro. River Valley's New England suffered major floods for more than a week. On March 11, 1936, the U.S. Weather Bureau warned of possible New England floods as a result of heavy rains, combined with melting snow. The winter had been extremely cold with a lot of large snowfalls. The fear was the combination of ice, melting snow, and loss of rain would cause tremendous damage throughout New England. One front had stalled over eastern New England, and for three days, five inches of rain fell on Maine, New Hampshire, and eastern Vermont. The West River and the Connecticut River were still both frozen on March 11th, but the waters under the ice began to rise. The next day, swollen waters along the West River caused the ice to break out and wash up on Route 30. Telephone and electricity poles along the roadside were knocked over, and electricity in New Fame, Williamsville, and Dummerston went out. Sheets of ice and tons of water flooded the roads along the West River. By the afternoon of the 12th, Brattleboro schools had closed and sent their students home. On March 13th, the reformer reported that the rain was letting up and the hope was the worst of damage had been done. The road along the West River Valley was blocked by huge ice chunks and was impassable. Road crews were out attempting to clear the ice from the road. However, workers at the electric station at the mouth of the Whetstone Brook abandoned their jobs when the river water began to rise further and come into the building. The water from the Whetstone Brook at the Main Street Bridge was now at the level of the bridge. March 14th, the Connecticut River ice broke between Bellows Falls and Brattleboro. Huge ice chunks flowed down the swollen river and were pushed up onto the river banks. One Brattleboro man repairing a telephone line drowned as he slipped into the river while attempting to avoid the ice. An ice jam that ran between the Hinsdale Bridge and the Vernon Dam threatened to push gigantic amounts of water into the town of Brattleboro. The water pressure building behind the Vernon Dam made the power company very anxious. They worried that too much water pressure would break the Vernon Dam and flood the Pioneer Valley in a torrent that would wipe out towns in Massachusetts. The power company made plans to bring in airplanes to bomb the ice jam. Rain began to fall again on March 16th. By March 17th, many efforts to break the ice jam with dynamite had been unsuccessful. Towns along the Connecticut River found themselves in conflict with one another. Springfield, Vermont was completely cut off and surrounded by flooding water. All roads leading into and out of Springfield were flooded. The mills along the river were swamped. The town of Springfield asked the power company to open the dam at Bellows Falls so the water level would recede. However, the power company was afraid to open the Bellows Falls dam because the increased water flow could swamp Brattleboro and cause severe damage. Many roads in Brattleboro had already been flooded for three days. On March 18th, the rains continued and the worst of the floods hit the area. A Wyndham County lumberman drowned while trying to secure the sawmill equipment along the raging waters of the river. 
The only way to get out of Brattleboro was to head south on Route 5. Roads heading north, west, and east were underwater. The trains weren't running. The Crosby Milling Company was flooded and several tons of grain were destroyed. There was no electricity in town. Even the hospital was without power. The suspension bridge between Chesterfield and Brattleboro was wiped out by the ice and high water level of the Connecticut River. The road on the island between Hinsdale and Brattleboro disappeared under the water. The only visible evidence of the island were a few treetops sticking out of the swollen river. Flood waters rose two feet higher than the 1927 flood. It was officially the worst flood ever. The March 19th headlines announced, Wild Connecticut River spreads havoc. Town paralyzed. Schools had been closed for a week. The roads and railroads were not operable. There was still no electricity, and, in the middle of the night, the Associated Press erroneously broadcast on New England radio stations that the Vernon Dam had collapsed, with massive murderous floods expected in the Pioneer Valley as the wall of water was rushing towards Massachusetts. Thankfully, most people did not have electricity and did not hear the false announcement. The rains ended on the 19th and the water level coming from the tributaries began to recede while the Connecticut River still raged. The National Guard had been called out to help with rescue, recovery, and road maintenance. It wasn't until March 24th, 12 days after rising waters began to affect Rattleboro, that the reformer announced the town was coming back to some sense of normal. Electricity and gas service was back. Most of the roads were clear of ice and water, and the town was transitioning into recovery mode. Governor Charles Smith visited Rattleboro on the 24th to see the damage. Later that year, President Franklin Roosevelt traveled through Brattleboro on his way to meet with Governor Smith in Montpelier to discuss federal funds to help rebuild the state. On June 22nd, President Roosevelt signed the Flood Control Act of 1936. It gave the Army Corps of Engineers the power to protect towns along the river valleys from future flooding by building levees, flood walls, and reservoirs. Please join us next week for another story from Brattleboro's past.